0: Welcome to Electric Sports Talk, your one stop show for all things sports. Here at Electric Sports Talk, we focus on sports and only sports. And now, here's your host, Ty Crystal.
1: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You're tuned in to Electric Sports Talk. I'm your host, Ty Crystal. This is the last episode with that intro, Kason. Are you sad to see it go?
2: I'm excited. Oh, you're excited for the new one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sad to see it go. short. it's kind of been our thing. But. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, we just recorded the new intros for all the shows today, uh, right before this show. Um, yeah, so we just we just recorded all the new intros for the shows. We're gonna have like a, a different intros for all the shows. It'll be fun. I, I showed Kacen ours uh, just before we got on air. I think he think he liked it.
2: It it was good. I, it I'm was a good. fan.
1: Yeah, good. All right. I think um, you guys will love it. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's it's very like it's appropriate fun. for the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So we we took a week off essentially. It wasn't intentional, but it then it just kind of happened, right, Kason? Yeah. Uh, we were gonna do something. There was something. a
2: lot of fights going on. It was just crazy. We had yeah. a watch ball.
1: Yeah, we were gonna do a show on Wednesday after the fights, but for whatever reason, it didn't dawn on me that uh. It started so early, Mm -hmm. so we didn't watch the fights, and then we just... I kind of decided, I guess, not we, that we would just take uh, the week off and do a show next week since there was so much going on. Uh, Yeah, so it's good, though, because next week's an off week, uh, so anything we don't cover that's kind of been coming out, we'll get to. Uh, So one of the big things that's come out recently is, you know... USADA has announced that they're no longer considering marijuana-banned substance. But there are details that go further than this. Uh, so that's something we'll talk about more next week. Uh, obviously, it's it's big news for a lot of reasons, of course. Uh, but then you know we'll talk about all three of the fight cards that happened this week. Uh, obviously, we have a lot to say about USC Maybe 257. Too much. too much to say about well, all of it. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think we'll spend a lot of time on 257, man. That was that was crazy. I mean,
2: Holloway Cater Fight Night was good.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, there there is a lot to get to here, so uh, this show will mo- mostly focus on what happened at Fight Island over pretty much the course of last week, uh, and then we'll talk about the uh, Volkov and Overeem fight that's happening actually on the 6th so we're taking a week off here for UFC and we'll talk about that on next week's episode uh, yeah but this episode it's just gonna be pretty much a ramble about uh, what's going on with Fight Island and everything I mean
2: and how much everything pissed everybody off I mean I don't know I enjoyed the fight <laughs> I mean I enjoyed all of them yeah it was even
1: though Mag- do I break it to them if they
2: haven't nah, seen yeah. it Yeah, we'll, we'll I mean, get
1: to it we'll get to it yeah all right, Kason. So you ready to talk about these fights? I mean, lots to talk about. Uh, hopefully, you know you guys can still remember all the way back to to January sixteenth. Man, it's twelve days ago. <laughs> I can. I oh, can. Okay, I good. mean,
2: I remember the fight pretty good. I have. Yeah, I have a hat now to. Uh- yeah, you ran out and got a match you. Holloway hat. Huh? I did. Well, I was thinking about it. I looked at his stuff before the fight and everything, and then he did this, and I was like, I have to get it before they jack it up, like $20 from what it already is.
1: Well, it was a good call. Good call, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, let, so let's yeah. Let's get into the Holloway and Cater fight card. Uh, nothing jumped off the page to me, I guess, on the prelims. I mean, did you have much to say on the prelims? I thought... You know the one big thing that did stick with me, I guess, is the fact that uh, Jocelyn Edwards, who made her UFC debut, she looked pretty good. Uh, but other than that, it felt like a pretty subdued prelim to have the return.
2: I agree. I was gonna Edwards. I th- I think she did good. It was mm-hmm. you know it was it was a good debut. Uh,
1: and also the I should add the Justin Tafa and Carlos Felipe fight was actually pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I kind of forgot about that one, but that was a good fight too. <laughs> so I've been trying to keep, Oh like a, yeah, it was a good fight. Uh-huh. Cause
2: remember I, I, I picked the top guy and he mm-hmm. got, he didn't do good.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it was a good fight though. I mean, it, it was pretty good. It um, was, it was. yeah, I mean it was, it was a decent prelim, I guess you could say because, you know, not much to expect in prelims, but, uh, what really happened next was, you know, the main card was where it was at, right? The
2: main card was where it was at. And I, uh, might have missed almost every single one except the last two fights.
1: Yeah, you had to go back and rewatch it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did. And I I must say, we, you know how we kind of picked who we were going to do? I I believe
1: I I believe you have the papers oh, yeah, still. I got the papers. Let me grab them.
2: Okay. But I'm I'm going to talk about it. I think I won, people. I I, I think I beat him in points. But uh
1: now we did not we didn't pick the uh Poirier McGregor card on on uh you know on the show but i think we both know we can both remember who we picked oh yeah we'll we'll go back and you know we'll have that as well
2: but uh (laughs) you know i remember picking these Mm -hmm. and there was a i think both of us picked wrong on almost every single one
1: (laughs) we messed up on this card yeah all right so let's let's kind of break down the main fight cards uh yeah, the main card fights, sorry. Uh, let's kind of get more into them. So, I mean, this first fight, it was two undefeateds, uh, Tartarovic and Soriano. Tandarovic. Tandarovic, sorry. Tandarovic and Soriano, uh, two undefeated fighters. We both picked the Serbians. T- yeah. <laughs> and, man, Soriano went in there, and I believe first round KO'd him. Uh, d- did it in pretty convincing fashion, too. I didn't think Dusko looked very good no. through most of the fight. Uh, but, you know, I kind of feel like Soriano's this type of guy. He's 8 no, now. He's in this middleweight. I feel like the middleweights could potentially see a breakthrough star here. Um, we both did pick, you know, the wrong fighter in this one. I mean, what happened to our guy?
2: <laughs> I don't know. He looked good on paper, but... Yeah. And video, like he looked real good, but you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I w- I was confident in our pick. Uh, that one didn't. That one didn't go very well, though. So you know, I
2: wasn't really sure on either one of them because they're both you know undefeated and pretty. I don't know if they're necessary. Well, obviously they're they're not new, but you know they're still they, they, young. Yeah, yeah they're, they're still they've young. only fought seven and ten times, uh-huh. so I, I wasn't really sure. I was like, oh, I saw some good stuff from this guy. I'm gonna pick him. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I did on the first three. <laughs> oh, Okay, <laughs> <So, laughs> kind of went with who you knew. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I kind of agree. Uh, that's well. That, well, I'll accurate. tell you
2: what. This this next one between Buckley and DeChirico. Yeah. Yeah. We both went for who we know, and we both picked. So very they
1: were wrong. they were actually talking up this DeChirico Ch- De guy before the fights. I guess he is like uh, kind of like you know with Marvin Vittoria a little bit. Uh I might be wrong but I think they train at like the same place over in Italy and stuff. Uh-huh. Anyways, dude, he when he head kicked Buckley, oh my gosh. That was disgusting. Like he knocked him out, dude. That was crazy. That was a good one to rewatch also. It was. I it was, was good. It was uh it was a good fight. What did you think of I well, I don't know how I want to phrase it. What did you think of how he did like his post-fight stuff? He just kind of, like, walked off, said that he, he doesn't like. was mad. Like, well, he says that he doesn't like getting interviewed, like, just the winner interviewed. So he didn't want to do the interview. Yeah,
2: I, I don't know. He he tried to touch on it, I saw, in a different interview. Like, they mm-hmm. interviewed him. And he, he yeah, I think he calmed down a little. But he was saying something, like, I don't know, about the winner and loser thing. Uh-huh. And I, I honestly couldn't even understand what he was saying half the time. I was like, Where is he going with this? Yeah. Yeah. Like and then Dana White showed up and he's like,
1: That guy was pissed off. What the he just got a bonus. (laughs) Yeah, I mean he did. He (laughs) he he fought he fought well and then it's like he didn't want to talk to anyone. That was weird. It was weird. It's definitely a name to keep keep an eye on as we move forward though. I mean, now we know
2: I think that's a name to watch over Buckley. Just I mean, obviously. Well,
1: we did talk a little bit, you know, like why is Buckley being hyped up so much? And, uh, you know, I mean, I think some people saw why we were throwing in some doubt here. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, you know, sometimes we get some stuff right. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, let's, so let's go to this next fight. Um, this one, I I went. I changed my decision with your influence. Uh, I was gonna go with Lee on this one. Should have stayed with it. You know, uh, I was gonna pick Lee. I was. I yeah. went. And I literally.
2: I searched. So. Before we did the podcast, I uh, I didn't know we were gonna pick. You kind of threw that on me <laughs> in the in the middle of podcast. But I, I was watching these people. I was you know I was I was looking them. I saw videos of all of them, mm-hmm. and I could not like I knew Ponzanibio. He he had a, he's had a, he had a little time off, but uh, I was a, like
1: a lot of time off actually. I, I, like, it was like yeah. two years or something. wasn't it it was extensive yeah two years something like that
2: but i don't know i just you know i didn't think that much time could affect you that much yeah so
1: actually that's what i wanted to ask you uh do you think the time out of the octagon made that big of a difference because honestly before ponzinibbio stepped away and they talked about this he was a legit contender like he was almost to a title shot before he ended up getting injured and then you know had some other stuff go wrong with his health but like he looked very timid in there, I thought. And he didn't look like the Ponzanibio that we were seeing expecting, before. Yeah. Uh, expecting, yeah. Expecting,
2: yeah. I uh, I, th- I think it does mm-hmm.
1: for multiple
2: people, honestly.
1: Yeah, we'll okay. talk about this more coming up. Uh, that was... But I don't know. I was going to pick Lee, but we were wrong
2: again, people. One more yes. L for all. Th-
1: <laughs> we both picked Ponzanibio in a unanimous decision. Uh, Lee knocked him out, I think, in the first round. <laughs> It was a good knockout, though. It I mean, was. That was a good knockout. He caught him real nice. Uh, it was a very satisfying knockout, I guess you could say. Ponsanibio folded up pretty hard. I mean, Lee got Lee got a good shot on him, and you could tell it just it just wasn't the same for Ponsanibio. Um, not I don't, you know, I know what you're gonna say, and I don't want to rush to judgment too quickly. Uh, but do you think Ponsanibio comes back and fights? I mean, the, all the time off, then a loss like this. I mean. Uh, what do you think Ponzanibio's future is here? Well, I'm gonna go with
2: you, and maybe just cut him. Don't nope. just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you obviously take all the time off. You take your loss. Yeah. I think you just come back. You know, work, train. You're back. You're better. Yeah. You know, it's it's time to rebuild. Well, it'll... obviously he's good, but <laughs> mm-hmm. you take a loss like that. It's gonna take a hit. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Especially after, like, he felt really confident going into that fight, and mm-hmm. he was, like, all excited and everything. And he was like, oh, I'm going to get right back in title contention, and ugh, it wasn't very good and for then him. you get KO'd like that. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Um, so let's get to this, the co-main event, I guess you can say. Um, Carlos Condit, Matt Brown, you know, battle of the two veterans. It might, and it might have actually been, like, the last time we see both these guys. Who knows? Uh, this one was a close fight, I thought, and then the judges read their scorecards, and they had a unanimous decision for Carlos.
2: Uh, hey, well, well, pause. Oh, the
1: picks, sorry, the picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: you know, you just said it unanimous, unanimous. I don't know what I just said. Unanimous decision for Carlos Condit. I picked both of those, by the way, people. That's two
1: points. Keep yes. it on the keep keep All right, track. Okay, so we're <laughs> at we're at two nothing. Two zero. Yeah, 0 Because
2: the first three, me and him, just we didn't even get right on anything.
1: Uh, no, you got first round KO on Buckley. Oh, so we're 3-0. Okay, so you're at 3 Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, funny. Well, uh, there was a lot of knockouts going on, man. Like There was. It was pretty crazy. Anyways, so Matt Brown seemed to win the first round, and I think both of us thought this, right? I, I
2: completely thought this.
1: But then the judges had a unanimous decision, and he come out and said that he was pretty mad about it. He was. He was pissed. This does happen sometimes, of course. Scorecards can get a little wrong. Now, I don't think that he won the fight. Like It was definitely a 29-28 in my book. Yeah. But he clearly won the first round. I, I think he did, but I've said this before. I don't even know
2: what the judges think half the time yeah. because there's been scorecards. I hate to break it up, but like Max Holloway versus Volkanovski the second time, no, I, yeah. I completely think he won. But I don't know. You just never know. Yeah, I agree. I and mean, this one honestly went against what I thought again. Because I thought Max won that fight and this one I thought, you know, Brown won the first round for sure.
1: Yeah. Like was I was like there's no I mean, there's no way. But I get it, man. Like if you're going to if you want to be upset with it, I I don't care cuz if you actually feel like you did enough to win a round and a lot of people would agree, then yeah, you probably should have got the nod. Sure, you you weren't going to win the fight. You probably did lose 29-28. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. But it's still the fact that that's on your record, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. it was a 30-27. No way. No way it was 30-27. Uh, but, yeah, he did exp- express a lot of displeasure with that. So, <laughs> so that was, yeah, obviously, disappointing for him. Thought we'd throw that in there. Uh, and then we get to the main event. Now, before we talk about the main event, I want to ask you what you thought about, about the coverage on ABC. I mean, it wasn't any different than what we're used to seeing, right? As far as like the graphics right. and the commentators and yeah. everything. Um, but up to this point, man, what a great card to have on ABC! Like, it was. I mean, you had three for first the people, ra- yeah.
2: that have never seen this mm-hmm. stuff before. You get three first round, like that. you get
1: three first round knockouts in the first three fights. You have a very competitive first two rounds of a nice fight between Condit and Brown, and then you know Condit ran away with it in the third. Yeah. And then we're like, oh man, this is gonna be great. Now we got Holloway and Cater. This is gonna be a brawl and like. ABC, or ESPN, man, they made a good choice to put this on ABC. I agree. It, it was fantastic. Uh, do you think that we move forward with stuff on ABC more often?
2: Yes, I, I 100% think so. Because yeah. if that didn't give people's attention to UFC and how fun and good they are to watch, yeah, I don't know what will. Because that might have been one of the best fights I've ever seen. So uh, Fight cards, cards, fight card. <laughs>
1: Carson, who I do the NFL podcast with, right? Yeah, he said he was watching. He's not much of a UFC fan, but he said he was watching the fights just because they were on ABC.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, just click them on. Yeah, so uh, he thought it was pretty interesting, and so that I mean, that's what you're going for, right? You want to get people involved. So uh, pretty cool. I I loved it personally. Um, I did too. But then we got this main event, man, and uh, it was framed as going to be this really like you know beat down, drag out everything. And you know, Holloway <laughs> He put a beat down on him, right?
2: There there was quite a beat down. Right,
1: right. Uh, okay, so before we talk too much in depth about this one, Kaysen picked Holloway unanimous decision. I really thought you were crazy for picking a unanimous decision. Uh, I had a fourth round KO, but you know, I got Holloway, so you know, if you guys are keeping track, score right now is five to two. I am I am losing. <laughs>
2: you are losing. But here well, well, how'd you get two points?
1: I got the decision in this uh, in the brown fight. I I said decision, just the wrong person.
2: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I was just making sure you weren't
1: cheating. No, I'm not cheating. <laughs> so Holloway looked. I mean, okay. I've been watching UFC like religiously for a year, so let's preface with that. And I've watched a lot of highlights of different fights from from the past and everything. That had to be the best. Individual performance I've ever seen in the octagon. He set multiple that records
2: that night, mm-hmm.
1: and he broke. Well, he broke his, his own, own records. He <laughs> broke his own records. He set more records. Uh, what he had like most significant strikes in a fight
2: mm-hmm. in a single round mm-hmm. in a fight, like, and then you know, most combined things. significant strikes in a fight. Like pretty
1: crazy with him and Cater. It, it was crazy. It was. It was crazy. Uh, what did you think about the score? First of all, I think uh, it was one judge had a uh 50 43 and the others were 50 44s. Yeah. Uh what did you think about no. two 10 8 rounds?
2: Didn't one of them go 50 42? I don't think
1: so. I think it was just a 43. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Cuz remember we were doing the math to try to get there. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure they get one judge gave two 10 8s. Anyways. Anyway, the point is there were multiple rounds scored 10 8 for Holloway. Yeah. Uh do you think that was fair? I mean, Putting it bluntly, Cater was getting beat up on. The significant strikes landed were far outweighing anything that you could put out.
2: Oh, yes. But, and that dude has some
1: a hard punch. Like, he. Holloway throws. Well, no, Cater. I mean, oh, Cater. Yeah, when Kater he hits, throws. he hits. And Holloway was yeah, dude, just taking it. But things were just like glancing off of Holloway. Like, it didn't even seem like. Even Kater the ones was that connected. Punching. Yeah. They, that's what I'm saying,
2: man. Holloway just stood there and kept going. He looked great. He looked really good. He did. Uh I mean I thought we were both going to lose this actually. I thought it was going to be I believe it was the end of the first or end of the second, one of the two. I can't remember which one. But it's when he split his his head open, his forehead right above his forehead. Oh yeah. I thought it was over then. He I thought he was done. Well, I So I I the 10-8 Honestly, it doesn't surprise me because he put on a performance of a lifetime.
1: Well, so I'm pretty sure that there were two back-to-back rounds, like the third and the fourth, or maybe it was the second and the fourth, that he had 80-plus significant strikes, like 82 in each round. That's unheard of. Like, some people don't even get off 80 total strikes <laughs> in a round, and he landed 82 significant. Like, that's pretty nuts. Uh, Holloway looked amazing. I thought it was hilarious when he was – Looking over at the commentators, and he like no looked, punched Cater and like landed flush and everything. Oh, yeah. And then dodged
2: like five punches yeah. right after that.
1: Like, he wasn't even looking at Cater most of the fifth round. <laughs> he's talking to DC. He's talking to Anik. Like, he's not even focused on the fight in the fifth round. No. And I was a little nervous. I'm like, Dude, I was like, he's pay- going to get yeah, caught with one. Pay attention. You might get knocked out. But Cater threw some, st- I mean, to Cater's credit, he was fighting the entire fight. He was Holloway was that good though. Like Holloway was th- that good that he <laughs> outclassed anything Cater could put up. Pretty insane. Pretty insane. Um, it wasn't I mean,
2: one of the best fights I've ever seen.
1: One of the best fights or individual individual performances. performances. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a great fight. It wasn't obviously. a great. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a great like fight for like know, I, as far as. I believe uh,
2: Amos or I. I don't know if he said he hated it, but somebody said it was. It was honest. They thought it was boring really i'm pretty sure i, I don't know if i am sure
1: i i could i could understand that but man i mean well
2: it's it just so one-sided like sure it was. it was like oh that was dumb but it was not that was so well, sweet
1: <laughs> to me a lot of that fight was like what the ufc is man like mm-hmm. even if one dude is obviously winning the fight the other guy's still in there and he's still trying um you know i mean there is this debate once again that cater should have like quit essentially his coaches should have should have stopped the fight uh what do you think about that i mean some people were like they should have just ended it in the fourth round or the fifth round um what do you think
2: i mean i don't know if they should have ended it it was you know he was still there Uh so i don't i don't think they should have ended it i mean they should have. They should have ended, but, but they shouldn't have. Because he was still fighting. He was still, you know, like he said, he was it's, fighting the whole time. It's not
1: like he ever got, like, wobbled.
2: He did. Really. He, right there at the one of the end of the... I think it was the first or second when oh. he split his head open, he was wobbled. He was this, like...
1: But I'm talking, like, as the fight oh, kept going. No, yeah. Like, it's not like... It's almost like he just kept getting punched in the face, and then he just got used to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, dude, this is weird. Like, a lot of other guys, to Calvin Cater's credit... Would have been done. They would have oh, laid yeah. down, they would have covered up, and they would and have just quit. let him
2: pound on them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Until, until uh, I don't know who was doing it, Herb Dean or whatever, uh, called it off. Mm-hmm. Like, Cater was not going to quit. No. Kudos to him, but at what price, you know?
2: Well, I, I just want to point this out. It's just some stats on the fight. I thought this was crazy mm-hmm. for go both ahead. of them, honestly.
1: Yeah, go ahead. So,
2: total strikes between. So, Cater had 134 total strikes. And then, obviously, Max Holloway had a 447. He had a crazy more amount. But between the both of them, you know, those wow. are total strikes. Those are just including strikes that that's, don't even... That's like, they difference. don't count as a significant. They don't count like... they're mm-hmm. just It's just a little punch or whatever. Yeah. But significant... So, 447 for Holloway, 134 for Cater. And their significant strikes... Cater had 133 out of 134 significant strikes so he was punching to kill like he he hit he all was. these hits that you know to the well, UFC are gonna hurt you when they're gonna fought, they're, you know
1: when he fought Jeremy Stevens he hit he come out in the second round and he fought really well and the same punches he threw at Jeremy Stevens to knock him out he threw oh, at yeah. Holloway but it it just didn't have the same effect.
2: And 103 out of 133 out of 134 were significant. That is impressive. Mm-hmm. One punch was yep. considered not significant. I agree. But on Max Holloway, 445 out of 447 were significant. Two strikes that they decided weren't effective enough.
1: So, what did you think about people saying that Max Holloway is the best boxer in the UFC?
2: If you're judging off that fight, I would say yeah, but mm-hmm. I would you know, they were talking. Calvin Cater up is one of the best boxers in UFC. Not well, the best, but one of them. He is. You know, I mean, that's
1: what I'm saying. He's I, got some good striking. Okay, like honestly, it, and I don't know why, but Holloway really took this fight like so personal. He did. Like, like Cater was calling him the freshman in high school, and he said after every the little comment, he was. Mad. He said after the fight, like you know, I I'm the freshman. I just kicked the crap out of the senior. Like all these things and i don't know what holloway like had to take personal in this fight maybe you know some of the volkanovsky stuff is coming over into this fight but like holloway come into this fight ready and fired up and just pissed and he showed that
2: he was <laughs> he was he was like i saw this good. thing after the fight one of the, it was it was a meme and it was a it was a picture and it said uh volkanovsky and ortega Realizing that they have to fight oh. Max Holloway next, and they were both like, "It just it said some colorful
1: words and stuff. It was fun." I sent you that. I sent yeah, that. was that, that you? Was pretty, yeah, that was I think good. I saw multiple because there was a bunch. Well, okay, so let's talk about the future then. You bring up an excellent, an excellent segue. Um, That's what I'm here for. What do you mean? So they interview Holloway after. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. First of all, Volkanovsky got on Twitter right after the fight and said. <laughs> And said, you know, Holloway looked good, uh, but he can't do that against me, so everyone needs to calm down. Okay, fair point. You know, he didn't fight like that against Volkanovski. Uh, the fighting style of... But I
2: never saw that fire that he had this fight against yeah, Volkanovski. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm, I Cater's it
1: fighting go. style, though, lends itself to get into a more of a brawl situation, right? Mm-hmm. Volkanovski's different. So, first of all, you know, Volkanovski says that. And then I'm assuming Holloway knew at the time or whatever. So they interview him and they ask him, you know, what do you think about a third fight? And he he pretty much like brushed it off. He said he wouldn't push for a trilogy because he doesn't really know if, from what I know, this is my inference on what he was saying. He doesn't know if Volkanovski is going to have the belt after this Ortega fight. That's kind of how I felt like he was framing this. Um, but he pretty much said like he's not going to push for a trilogy fight unless the UFC wants to give it to him. Mm-hmm. Now we've talked about this, and you want to see it, I want to see it like later, mm-hmm. but it might happen. Uh, so what's next for Max Holloway? I honestly I don't,
0: <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, title fight is honestly all you can give him. What do you give him? You give him. What was Cater? number four, six? What was he? Cater was six. Six. He's still him... six, too. Well, yeah, he had nobody above him. Well, I well guess he yeah, be,
1: no, I mean, I, not a lot of featherweights, yeah. fought, so the rankings didn't change. Change as much.
2: much. But I don't, I don't see what else you can give him. Like, well,
1: do you give him cherry Cherrypole? <laughs> you can give him anyone. He's probably gonna Zabit. Is, yeah, is that his name? Uh, I mean. That's the problem. So <laughs> the Ortega and Volkanovski are going to fight in March or something. Yeah. Uh, something like that. So
2: I think it's like 16, 17.
1: Cater is obviously, or not Cater. Vol- uh, Holloway obviously needs to recover and everything, right? Because mm-hmm. even though he did win that fight, he still took some damage. Like you could see on his face oh, yeah. that he had some damage.
2: He had a little, he had, one of his eyes was, you know, had a little bit of dribble of blood out of it yeah. in one uh-huh. of his after fight pictures. I mean, he did call out after the fight. He said, "If anyone drops out, you know who to call. You know who the man is to call."
1: Sure. And I thought that was a good. That was pretty funny. That was that was a good shout out.
2: I I honestly <laughs> think if somebody did ever drop out,
1: I think he'd still try. Yeah. Even well, if he didn't win, whatever. He, was, he said he was there all week, right? So he was there all week. He mm-hmm. was ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, no, I agree. So, but what I'm getting at, okay, is Volkanovski and Ortega don't fight till March. Now, some people are saying that that fight was made prematurely after what happened with Holloway. Agreed. like That was crazy. Now, I always thought that Ortega should get the next title fight regardless of what Holloway did in yeah. this fight. Now, uh, with that being said, Holloway looks amazing. So if Volkanovski and Ortega fight in March, the, whoever wins, right, mm. is probably who Max Holloway should fight next. Agreed. It makes sense, I guess, because you're going to give him Rodriguez, the Korean zombie? Like... How far down the list are you going to reach to give Holloway another fight? It just doesn't make sense.
2: No, unless you're trying to get somebody very low up. Yeah. You might you're not going to give him you you shouldn't, you know, like kind of like when gone fought uh Dos Santos. Like it was kind of you know like you I think you called it a yeah. gateway fight. Yeah. If you're trying to get a yeah, gateway fight for some lower guys, you're not gonna pick him. There you Holloway's shouldn't choose not, anyone lower.
1: Holloway is not a gateway fight. Like the Korean Zombie is a gateway fight. You know, it's an older veteran that's yeah. been in the UFC for a long time that's got a good ranking. Holloway is dominant. I mean, honestly, as you go down the rankings, the only person that I think would even you'd even want to entertain a fight with is Bryce Mitchell, who's an up and coming star. But there's no point for the UFC to make that fight, I don't think, because Mitchell's still got to get some time in the octagon. Because eventually he's going to be a real contender. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if Ortega and Volkanovski fight in March, and then Holloway would fight the winner, when would Holloway even be back in the octagon? I mean, he looks so phenomenal. You don't want to see him take a lot of time off. But this title fight's in March. I mean, you got to go at least till maybe the end of summer. August before we can get Wouldn't it be midsummer ish? You think you could do Four it in months? July? Probably. I don't know. I guess it did would depend on what happened to Ortega or Volkanovski, yeah. like how much how long the fight went, how much damage, damage they took and they everything. Took, yeah. If it was like a quick fight and, you know, Volkanovski goes in there and knocks him out in the first round, sure, I mean, we can probably do a quicker turnaround. But Holloway is kind of running the risk of not being able to Get a lot of Octagon time right away after such an amazing fight. Yeah, because it's like you said. Like, who are we gonna match him up with here? I don't know.
2: I mean, if he did Cater- give him somebody, I wouldn't give him like. I guess as you saw, the Calvin Cater didn't drop any. No. So I wonder if you could just give him somebody to you know. Yeah. Give him a fight in between, to keep his. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't. I don't know. I don't
1: know. <laughs> Well, this is the thing. Cater was the up-and-coming guy, right? Like, Cater was Uh on the rise. And so it made sense to have him and Holloway fight. Holloway's coming off the two losses on on the title fight, right? So you're like, well, of course, he fights Holloway. If he beats him, he's a contender. He is the next contender. Holloway wins. It doesn't, like, mess up things because I, I don't think that's fair to say at all. But, like... It just throws a big wrench into what the UFC might have been thinking. Yeah, with Holloway winning the fight and then having like no one else coming up the chart, like like Calvin Cater was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's like I said, Bryce Hall, but like, eh. I mean, Sadiq Youssef. You don't want to hurt that guy this early. I means. don't. I just don't know if you want to reach down the rankings and get Max Holloway a fight, or if you just wait. I- you probably should just wait. I mean, you hate I mean, to see it, but yeah.
2: it might be how it is. I think that's... I mean, you guys wait all the time. Yeah. They wait their turn. They wait yeah. for this. Obviously, he's waiting for the belt. Sure. The I, belt and, fight.
1: You know, that's probably what should happen, right? Like, he should be waiting for the belt fight.
2: Yeah. There, I, there's not really another explanation. No, you know, you can't justify giving him anyone else at
1: this point. I agree. I agree. Uh, so, the last thing I want to talk about with this fight card is... You know, we had fans in the arena for the first time in what seems like forever.
2: Probably more than there should have been. Uh,
1: definitely for the <coughs> McGregor fight, dude. There, there was were, a Even
2: for all, like all of them, I think. Yeah. The McGregor it, fight, there was a ton it of It seemed people. like there
1: was a lot of people in there. Uh, what did you think about the fans being back? I mean, personally, I felt like it made everything better.
2: <laughs> it does. It really does. You know, when we were watching them without any fans... You could hear the coaches, you could hear what they were saying, which was nice, but it's interesting. Sometimes when the coaches aren't talking, you could mm. probably hear the sweat drip off the people off yeah. the fighters. Like it's yeah, it was it, it was almost horrible.
1: And you could like hear the punches too oh, yeah. and it was like those things, it was a different aspect. But it's honestly, one thing that like, you can I hear the punches
2: uh-huh. when there, it's silent. Uh-huh. but when you hear the punches when there's people yelling, yeah, you, you mean, know it's yeah. good. You know it's
1: good. Yeah, I agree. No, I mean the fans made make everything better i mean that's just what it comes down to uh okay you ready to move on to this next card one more thing magni okay sure i'm
2: sorry i I always no that's okay that's why i ask. are you ready to move on hopefully us two sitting here are gonna be a part of those fans one time because oh yeah now that we started watching it all and doing all this i really want to go to one yeah like my dad's been one you know Mm -hmm. he's he's like you know, He was pretty into the UFC. He loved Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell was his favorite. Yeah. I think he went to Vegas and watched. I think Chuck Liddell was on the card. But I didn't know there was so much to it, like all this and that. Seems and fun. now I want to go watch him. I want to see it in person. Yeah, I do So too.
1: we're shooting for We're going to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I hope like, well, I guess it depends on what. Ha- the best place for us to go would be Vegas, right? Vegas, yeah. It's, then we can waste our money. It's pretty close to us. It's would be fun because, you know. It's Vegas. It's Vegas. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if Vegas opens back up and people can go back to sports and stuff, well, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be I agree. There. We'll be doing our shows in Vegas, being like, yeah, we're in Vegas, we're staying DC, in... DC, I'm coming for your job! Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yell that at him from the stands, that's pretty funny. Okay, so let's move on to this Kiesa versus Magni card. Um, yeah, Kaysen, You know, we found out that... I was not saying his name right. Hey, no surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but this this card was uh, entertaining, I guess you could say. In some ways, it was good. In other ways, it was a little boring. Uh, anything to say about the prelims for you? Uh, honestly, you know, Mason Jones was the undefeated guy coming in. Mike Davis beat him. Uh, he was Jones was like at least they kind of framed it as like he's the next big star that could break into the lightweights. He didn't look, like, super great, I thought. So, uh, you know, that fight kind of stuck out to me. And then uh, this, the French woman, uh, Manon, and that was the first fight of the night in the women's flyweight. Dude, she looked good. Like, she was not fighting someone I thought that was very good in Leonardo. Uh-huh. Uh, I think she was a contender series fighter. She, she just looked so much better. And, like, it's always good to see contenders coming up in the in the women's ranks, especially in the little like uh if you're not in the straw weight class because yeah. there's so many straw weight <laughs> fighters. But man, she looks fantastic. I was very impressed with her. Um but is there anyone you wanted to point out in this?
2: Is he on here?
1: Yeah. Where am I looking?
2: I'm looking at the wrong one. That's why I was so confused. I'm like, where is these people he's talking about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kason's oh, looking at the wrong yeah. stuff. Okay, Kasen. Kay. Um where did you want to go? <laughs> okay. I wanted to go with Oh,
2: okay. I was I wanted to point out this one. I don't I don't know if this is going to be a another Habib. Uh yeah. You know, I don't know if this is like a replica of Habib because it kind of looked like a Umar yeah. Numerga, new I don't even know. I'm, I'm all sorts Madov, of... Nurmagomedov, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm all wound up right now. <laughs> yeah, he's a little flustered. He had the wrong papers and stuff. So. I, I didn't even know what he was saying for like five minutes. <laughs> but uh, that was, you know... Honestly, I, I saw a lot of Habib in oh, this dude. man. The way... I believe
1: they're cousins, right? Yeah, they're cousins. They're cousins. I'm pretty sure. But the way he like stuck on that guy's back, that and was crazy. out? Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it looked crazy. just
2: like him. I don't know. I... Maybe this is another, because he is in bantamweight, right?
1: Yeah, he's a bantamweight. But, you know, he, he could move up, I guess. He could, you know, but you
2: know. maybe he's just going to rule the bantamweights like Khabib does the lightweights.
1: Yeah, maybe. And uh, it was kind of cool because you saw Khabib, like, coaching mm-hmm. uh, on the octagon And when side. he won, his
2: he just, like, stood up so calmly, and he was just like, yep, I did yeah, that. Yeah, dude,
1: he looked like, he was just like, yeah, we're good. Like he uh, did a good job, and that was that was pretty interesting. I thought that one was good. I did too. Uh, the Akhmedov in the the main prelim mm-hmm. card uh, against Tom Breeze. I mean, Akhmedov. I thought he looked pretty good too. He so I remember watching one of his previous fights, and I wasn't like as impressed. And then I thought he looked fantastic in this one though. So uh, that's a guy I definitely wanted to mention for sure as well. He, he ended up getting uh, the unarmed triangle choke, a move that we don't see a lot, but uh-huh. it was very interesting how he ended up getting it. And I felt like it was a pretty good Tom Breeze that ended up, you know, losing. So so I also wanted to point it out,
2: uh, Francisco Figueroa. Oh, yeah, Francisco Figueroa. You know, obviously I'm basing these people off of some of the greats, but they're just, you know, this is uh, figueredo's brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> figgy, but, uh, figgy figgy yeah
1: can't you see yeah we got another figgy man another
2: figgy and he's you know he's moved up to I think he's 12 and three now I mm, believe and yeah. I think
1: wasn't this his uh I think it was his usC debut
2: there was a lot of good debuts I there believe. were
1: yeah I mean we'll talk about another debut coming up that was also pretty good uh-huh uh but yeah I mean this was this was his debut like I said it was the the French woman uh, Manol's debut. Uh, she looks fantastic. Umar looks fantastic. I mean, there was a lot of guys in these prelims that actually looked good. Ricky Simone, uh, he wrestled really well as well. That was a lot of as well's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he looked really good in his fight. He ended up getting an arm triangle choke too. So like we saw back to back arm triangle chokes. It was really weird. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there was a actually it was a pretty good prelim card if we're being honest.
2: I agree with you and completely. It was on
1: like way early in the morning, so we rewatched it. Like we didn't even yeah, I had to watch rewatch it. Yeah, I mean, I was in class, so I was like, "Oh yeah, the fights are happening." That's <laughs> forgot about
2: that. There was one disappointment I believe both me and you could agree on. The Roxanne Modafferi, we were both kind of gunning for yeah, her. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, let's get into the mo- into the main card. I guess uh, we made some picks and. Some stuff didn't really go down like we thought, so, you know, wasn't great, wasn't great. Um, <laughs> so we had a late addition to the card, which was Matt Schnell Chanel, and Tyson Nam. Now, I'm pretty sure that fight happened and the Vinicius and Villanueva fight, that actually uh, got moved up. So, you know, we're a little off in the running here. But anyways, this Nam-Schnell fight was a late addition, so we didn't pick that one. But Schnell won that fight. Uh, Nam was ranked. so Split you know,
2: decision. A, a
1: ranked win. It was a really good fight, yeah. too. So that was an interesting one. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get that one out of the way first of all because we didn't, didn't pick, pick it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we got Leron Murphy and Douglas Andrade. Now, this fight was kind of boring, honestly. Uh, I didn't love this one. I had Murphy, uh, excuse me, you had Murphy in unanimous decision. I had Andrade in unanimous decision. Uh, so, yeah, you are kicking my butt here so far. Uh, I'm I don't brushing have a ton. my shoulders off people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a ton to say about this fight, do you? No. I, it was no. pretty, like you said, it was kind of boring. Yeah, it was. It was
2: one it of those was. fights that you're just like, why am I watching this? <laughs> hmm a little bit. I this, mean, this is when you go get all your food and snacks and yeah, stuff. You're bit. like, "All right, I got time."
1: Sometimes that first fight on the main card isn't that fun to watch. No, I don't know why. Sometimes. Sometimes. It just depends.
2: It happens more often than you think.
1: All right, so let's move on to the next one. Uh you alluded to this one, Mataferry, Arujo. So I thought it was like Araho, you know, but can't assume anything. <laughs> uh Vivian Arujo, she she beat Roxanne Mataferry. Now, it was pretty decisive, I felt like like Modafferi did lose. Yeah. It was a unanimous decision. Uh, so you had Modafferi second round KO. I had Modafferi unanimous decision. So you know, I guess you I get guess a I point. Get, a you point get a point there. Yeah, one point. Uh, I'll take the point. Um, but yeah, Modafferi didn't perform as well as uh, both of us thought she would. Uh, what do you think about this fight?
2: I'm, I was kind of disappointed because I, w- yeah. I was expecting a good performance.
1: Mm. And I didn't
2: get that. I got that, but not from the right person.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, Arujo just, she looked really good. I mean, she looks like a legit contender right now. I and mean, you were just like, eh. We didn't really shrug her yeah. off, but we were just like, oh, Montefiore's going to be We, we mm. kind of shrugged her off. <laughs> I mean, we kind of did. Uh, did she, No, I think I'm wrong. She wasn't the one that called that out. Uh, Nunez was no she? no okay, no, okay. No. that's later that's later that's later <laughs> <laughs> All right uh, yeah I mean Modafferi didn't she just didn't fight well enough in this fight uh, Arujo moved up to seventh in the rankings Modafferi's down to nine so yeah a little movement in the rankings there so just a little just I mean not little. much the, the, the flyweight division is Chechenkos so uh-huh. it, it might not matter <laughs> at this point <laughs> what movements going on <laughs> yeah uh, okay so let's go with Ike Villanueva and Vinicius Moreo. Marrera? Marrera, sorry. I'm getting there. (laughs) there. Um, So this one ended up going to Ike in the second round. It was a good knockout, too. I mean, overhand right. He landed a good flush knockout. It was pretty impressive to watch. He talked a little bit about how, you know, it was kind of like a feel good comeback moment for him because he'd been dealing with stuff. So uh, I was happy to see Ike win because. I also picked him. Second round TKO. Oh, yeah. I got two points in that one. You had Vinicius in unanimous decision. So, hey, Kason, I'm gaining some ground on you. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, Did you have anything else to say about this fight, though? I mean, the knockout was good. Yeah. That's, you know, obviously that's a highlight. Oh, it was, too. I mean, (laughs) it was very nice. Very nice. Uh, So, the next one. So, Warley Alves and Munir Lazar. Uh, Lazez, sorry. And this fight was actually pretty good. Um, we both picked Munier, first round KO. It went <laughs> Warley first round KO. Uh, he looked pretty fantastic as well. It was a good knockout from him also. I mean, both these knockouts back-to-back, I was like, okay, this card has been a little bland for me, and it kind of picked up with those fights uh which set us up for the main event uh anything to say here about warley Alves? i mean i wasn't necessarily like overly impressed but he looked good
2: no he did look good there's some you know i i think the the body kicks is what helped him oh yeah there he, yeah obviously
1: len is some nice kicks yeah so
2: you know it, it's crazy how kicking is oh
1: a so part of yeah. the ufc <laughs> Really, As we've seen
2: in multiple fights, and we'll up and you'll hear it about it here in about yeah, 20 minutes. I mean, minutes.
1: the kicking has it's changed in the UFC a lot, so yeah, yeah. So wait, we both got a point for that, right? Yeah, we we got a point, but if we, hope <laughs> we I don't feel <laughs> we like didn't we, pick the right guy. I, I don't, don't feel we're, like we. Should. We're gonna try again next card. We're gonna do better. Yes, well, I hope. Me too. All right, so let's go into this main card: Kiesa Magni. Uh right off the top you had Magni third round KO wrong uh wrong. I had Magni second round sub wrong <laughs> uh no points for anyone on that yeah. one Uh but honestly when it comes right down to it I mean the Maverick dude he he dominated this one yeah. A lot of people There wasn't really a A lot of people uh, did you watch the full fight? I just bits and pieces I didn't yeah. watch the full thing. Yeah no cuz cuz I know It was in the middle. Of the day. You missed some of this. Uh yeah. anyways Magny just didn't look like he really wanted to be there, I thought like Keza was all over him. It was anything Magny tried to do to get out of any like wrestling moves or you know the maverick keeping him down i mean he just couldn't he just couldn't get out. A lot of people will complain and say that's boring i don't I don't like watching those types of fights, but like that happens sometimes, man, and if you can win like that, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I
2: I really don't. Pretty dominant. Yeah, it's just yeah. how much stronger you are and better you are.
1: Yes, uh, I would agree with that. So, I mean, is Magny... Uh, he was kind of moving up, and he was looking good. So let's talk about what's in store for both of them moving forward. Uh, let's start with Magny as well. Uh-huh. This welterweight division is... I feel like it's a little cluttered. So this fight helped to kind of... You know, distinguish out some guys. Yeah. Now Magny is still at nine. Uh, Michael moved up to six. Where does Nil go next, man? I mean, he had the fight with Lee Jing Liang, and then he had this fight. He won and then lost. I mean, where do you think they go with Magny?
2: I don't know. After what I saw, he he just stays down there at nine. Give him. Jeff Neal. They're
1: ah, right next to each other. I'd be a good Jeff one. Jeff Neal, yeah. Golf. Golf. Hold golf, yeah. <laughs> Give him golf. I I don't know. I don't it's hard to say. It I is. agree. It's another one of those where you're kinda unsure about what you should do here. I agree. Um, all right. So I think we both think that Kies has gotta get a uh, he's gotta get a good name, right? Like yeah. uh I I, you know, personally over here, I think he should fight Wonder Boy. That'd be good. That'd be everything. I'd be good. <laughs> um, okay. So, but this is the thing. We know Usman's got burns. Yeah. Covington and Mazaval is supposedly being, you know, put pen to paper soon. Hopefully. Leon Edwards is going to be preoccupied whenever they can get that. Jemayev. Yeah. <clears throat> fight. Tyron Woodley has been booked. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, Vincent, Vincent Luque.
2: Oh, there you go.
1: Uh, yeah. So... I looked it up. Uh, Vincent Luque. So that eliminates nine and seven, right? Uh Damian Maya. I don't think that fight would happen. He just (laughs) fought Bagney. Uh, He's not going to fight Jeff. Li Jing Liang. Hmm? He coming off the win to Ponzinibbio. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't know about... Belil, probably not Robbie Lawler. Uh, obviously, you know, we are looking at only ranked people. Uh-huh. But to me, the only guy on this list that kind of didn't get a name call here is Wonderboy. I mean, I don't, I don't. know. That's just what I think. Uh, do you have any different opinions?
2: I mean, Wonderboy is really really gunning for
1: Mosval. So this is what's funny. Funny you bring that up. Wonder, <laughs> Wonderboy is gunning for Mosval. Mavericks gunning for Covington, and then it sounds like they're trying to do Covington and (laughs) Mazdovol. Maybe too. There you go. That's your thing. Maybe just do those fights anyways. Yeah. Well,
2: no, 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 no. Oh, maybe since those you know those guys are calling out Covington and Mazdovol, and I. Obviously, we think Masvidal and Cohen think going to happen. Maybe
1: put those together, like you said. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe uh, maybe you're right, Ty. I, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I, all I know is that I would like to see uh, Kiesa just hold Wonder Boy on the ground and not <laughs> let him get up. So. <laughs> uh,
2: no, I, mean, I wouldn't mind that either.
1: Honestly, we—I've said this. I think we both agree. Usman's not going to have this belt for much longer in this welterweight division. I don't know if Burns is going to beat him. It's hard I to say. I hope he does. Yeah, no, I do. I hope he does, too. Uh, to me, the guy that is the champion but doesn't have the belt is, is Covington right now. Uh, and you never know what's going to happen with Chemayev. I mean, that guy, in a couple of fights, he could be fighting for the belt as well. So, uh, but, you know, if Kieso wants to put his name in this hat, he's got to fight someone, someone uh, above him, probably. And he's, and like he's got to win.
2: I... Yeah. I completely agree. I, mean, you I, know what, he, I think it should
1: happen. He is only one above him, so it's hard to say. All right, so our pick scores, Kaysen, we're tied at seven, just so you know. So, uh, between all of them or just this one? Between both. Between both. We're at seven now. Well, you did a little better. I, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> all right, so we're going to take a break. Uh, pretty much the second half of the show is just going to be UFC 257, what happened, some of our thoughts. Uh if some of your guys' pay per views went out too, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit. So, uh, uh, I just
2: want to prepare you guys for the anger that's about to come yeah. out of both Ty and I. More mm. Ty, probably. He was, you know, I was there with him. Mm. I, I, you know, recently Ty's got a new phone and I thought he was going to smash it against the wall. Uh, I was going to smash it against the wall. That's true. <laughs> all
1: right. All that coming up on the second half of the show. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Break. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to have you along. Uh, we're back from our week-long break, so you know it was nice. We got UFC 257 to talk about, and then there's just like so much that goes with this. So you know we'll probably sidetrack. Uh, we got about half an hour left here in the show, Casen, so you know, we can talk about this for a while. Probably uh, days. I mean, just yeah, you know. yeah. And then we do have some news to get to right at the end. Uh, so you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um. All right. So let's talk about UFC 257. It was the rematch McGregor Poirier. It was you know a huge pay per view. Supposedly, I don't know if if the official numbers have been put out yet, but uh, supposedly Dana White said it did like two, three, four best all time on the pay per view. So that's that's pretty big. Like, that's huge. That's a lot. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if it broke two million. It would be right around that territory, right? If it did, though, so lots of money, lots and lots yeah. of money, yeah, lots of money. Uh, okay.
2: Speaking so- of money, I believe you showed me this. This was the fighters. This was McGregor oh. and Poirier's yeah, yeah. payouts. Go ahead. I, I believe. I believe it was Poirier got one million, regardless of the outcome. Obviously, there's you know bonuses and stuff. Uh-huh. So I uh, and uh, I think McGregor's
1: was like five yeah their their preset money before anything else got factored in five million for mcgregor one million for poirier they were making bank regardless right oh yeah didn't yeah. matter yeah i mean that that was a lot of money that's a huge number i agree i agree and it's a huge split between the two yeah well it's mcgregor though so yeah and when he they interview him they they mm-hmm. say the face of the ufc as he just lost as he yeah. loses yeah
2: right, it's it's funny it's funny
1: All right, so let's talk about, let's give some pretext before. You know, let's talk about some stuff that happened before. Okay, so the build-up to this fight was kind of subdued, right? Like, we didn't see Conor doing what he normally did. He was very relaxed. He was very friendly, too. Uh, There's a lot of debate going on about whether he should have been that way or not. I guess we'll talk about that in a a little bit. But the build-up to this fight wasn't quite what we were used to seeing from McGregor. Not
2: even a little. I, I I think I commented on this a minute ago before we started actually, mm-hmm. and I, I I said he he needs to sh- talk more honestly. Like yeah. it was it, it, he brings like a fire like to him obviously, but even to the fans watching, like oh my god, he he talks, mm-hmm. so much sh- but then he backs it up. It's great. I don't know. Right. That's uh, what you used to see him.
1: So McGregor was talking a lot though, like he was gonna knock him out in sixty seconds. Yeah. He was gonna fight seven times over the next eighteen months he wanted to fight three times in 2021. I mean, lots of build up in that in that aspect of the fight. <laughs> um I mean, the UFC was propping up Michael Chandler as, you know, the brand new toy and he was going to be the next best thing and everything. Obviously, as you know, he lived up to that. There was a lot going into this Hebus fight. Like there was a lot of hype around Hebus. I don't want to talk about calderwood uh and i that was supposed to be a really big fight i mean there was a lot on this card it was a good pay-per-view card i thought uh so you know i'll start off with saying that uh, and i also start off uh and then i'll move over to the fact that it didn't work and we kind of missed like the first fight and a half so that was pretty frustrating uh and you know i don't have much to say because i'm over it now the the fights that we did see made up for whatever was going on uh but yeah, all I Dana. Ha- That's son of a. Bitch. Yeah, all I have to <laughs> say is like, you know, we talked about how the prices got rise, uh, how the prices got raised on the pay per view, and I was fine with it. I didn't care, but just make sure the stuff works. You know, like if
2: you, I paid, I, I believe it was Dana saying mm-hmm. he, he stated, for, I don't know when it was, but he he was to saying that you know all the illegal streamers and stuff. uh, there was a big problem with that for them. Obviously, they're missing out on money, whatever. Sure, yeah. But it was pissing them off, and he said he's got something big in store for them, and I I think this is an attempt to get him. Sure, yeah. And obviously, you could tell who was still watching because they weren't pissed off, and they didn't know what was happening.
1: Yeah, no, I mean... But,
2: I don't know. I also saw a thing that, what Dana said, um, and he said that... Now that we found out who you were, or it, it was something like that, he's like, "Your punishment can either be two punches to the crotch by Cyril Gon, or no, no, it was Inganu, Inganu, uh-huh. or uh, like, what was it? Three rounds with uh, Amanda Nunes or something. It was, it was, it was a pretty harsh puni- punishment. Uh-huh, yeah, you know, I, I, it's kind of funny to." hear him him rage about something.
1: No, no, he was fired up about it. Oh, I mean, and he talked a lot about it leading up to this fight. So, you know, whatever. I mean, it what happened happened. It ended up working. We saw it. It
2: scared a lot of people in the house that I was in with Ty and
1: Yeah, mostly Ty was scaring people. I was pretty frustrated, man. I was pretty frustrated, but it is what it is. It happened, and the fights continued on, and they were good fights. They uh, were good fights. Once we got it working, so I'm not going to complain too much. All right, so there was lots to build up to this fight card. Lots of storylines coming into it. Uh, Let's start the prelims. (laughs) Let's be honest, man. These prelims were kind of a snooze fest for me. Uh, I felt like the whole day for me was really long because I was so excited for the fight. But then it felt like those prelims dragged on forever, and I was like, "Can we just get to the main card already?" Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't have much to say about him other than uh, Pena looked really good against McMahon, and that's about all I took away from it. <laughs> I mean, honestly,
2: it, there it was is, it, there, is. it was it was a little rough to watch. Yeah,
1: know? it was, and, and I think it's just because we were looking forward to the fight, yeah. the main card so much. You were, you know, uh-huh.
2: obviously there's all these good people fighting in the main card. Yeah, and you, you were expecting that greatness. Yes. I and mean, then when you didn't see that in the prelims, obviously they're prelims for a reason, but still.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, no, yeah, no, I know.
2: You kind of want to see that up and coming people
1: trying to if you, show up. If you just watched the prelims and then didn't watch the main card, uh, yeah, you missed out. You I'm missed sorry. Out. <laughs> yeah,
2: you, you missed a lot.
1: All right, so let's get into this main card then, because uh, there's not much to say about the prelims. So we start off with Rodriguez and Hebas. Uh, it was a big fight coming in obviously they were both right in the middle of the rankings as far as the top 15. a lot of people were hyping up hebus we were hyping up hebus I mean you had hebus in a uni- unanimous decision I had hebus in a second round sub uh hebus got knocked out like knocked out knocked out uh, and you wh- made the comment that you know it's real knockouts really bad when you like jump and then like fall onto your face. Yeah, like your whole
2: body. Your yeah. face hits the floor. Like you don't just fall. Your your whole face hits. The floor.
1: Well, it's like it's how she hit the floor though. Like it was <laughs> so. It's like she did a bunny hop and then nosedived. Um, and then you know there was a lot of people being like Herb, what are you doing? Stop the fight. And then he let it keep ke- get. He let it keep going. And then you know, she pretty much got knocked out again. Yeah. Uh Do you have anything to say about that aspect of the fight? You know
2: I. Love Herb was one of my favorite the refs, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. I think he was at the point where he's like, "I better stop this." Mm-hmm. And then when she kept going, he was kind of like, "Ooh," but he tried mm-hmm. to back out. I think that's what he was, you know. Yeah, and no. I think some people were pissed off about it. Like, why'd yeah. you get in there when you, you know, didn't want to? So
1: he ran in there. If you guys didn't see, it, he ran in there, and it looked like he was gonna stop the fight, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Rodriguez had just knocked down. Hebus pretty bad. He goes running in there. He doesn't make contact with anyone. He doesn't touch anyone. Usually, you those, if, if like, they know, they'll stick their arms. Right, right. You know. And Rodriguez walked away like it was over because uh-huh. Herb was totally being like, "Okay, it's done." But then he didn't. He didn't stop it. And then Hebus gets back up and he's like, "I didn't stop it." And then she she got pretty much knocked out again. <laughs> but like, yeah, and I, I agree with you. I, I I don't know what he was doing. I don't
2: either. I I think he was to the point where he's like. I better stop it, and then she kept going, so he's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. and he kind of backed off, but yeah, it, uh, he was too, almost, he was, you know, he should have stopped it when he was going to, mm-hmm. but he was so far, like, almost in between them, or like, about to stop them, that I think yeah. he should have just done it. It, it, it was, it was to the point, anyway.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, refs are human, and they make mistakes, so, you know, it happened. Even my man, Herb. Yeah, even Herb Dean, I mean, no one's perfect, so... <laughs> Uh, I guess there. You know, not. I, I will say this. Uh huh. I don't. Oh. All right.
2: I don't know if I've seen Bruce Buffer make a mistake. The only thing I've seen that almost oh. like made fun of him was the fly on his. Oh face.
1: yeah, that yeah.
2: There was, and <laughs> he was he posted. I think it was a tweet or something. But he he you know, he was making fun of. Me. He's
1: like yeah. You know, it's hard to talk with fly on your face or something. It was fun. Um. All right. So. Yeah, Hebus. I mean, she was the up and coming. She was the up and coming fighter in this uh, division, and she, man, she just. I'm a little frustrated because I was pretty high on Hebus and then she got rocked. So you know, it happens. You know, I was I was
2: pretty good for her too. Obviously, I picked her, but yeah, that was it. Was an impressive knockout. It, it was. Honest. I'm gonna um, watch Rodriguez
1: from now on. If we're, you know. So one of the it had to be one of the most gruesome knockouts I've seen in the women's divisions. Uh, the only one that I think is worse was when cheshenko KO'd I with that head kick. But, yeah, I mean, it stuck in my mind, this Hebus knockout, because you just don't see the women usually get KO'd that bad. No. It's not even the fact that it ended in a KO. It's just the manner in which the KO happened. Like, oh, so vicious, man. It was... Uh, Nothing I mean,
2: like a face-to-the-floor
1: KO. Yeah, man. I mean... <laughs>
2: Yeah. Like when She's your out. face She's hits out. the floor and your feet are still on the ground, I just don't understand. I don't you, you're basically dead. Dude,
1: the lights are off though. Oh, no, there's nothing. Like you have no control. That's for sure. Okay, so let's talk about this uh Muradov and Sanchez fight. Now, this one was not supposed to be on here. Um it was supposed to be Otman and some stuff happened with my guy Otman uh some sketchy stuff. Yeah. And now I he's mean, not in the UFC, just so I you guys don't know, know any of the details. Like, not much has come out about it. They asked Dana after. He didn't have much to say about it.
2: I actually... He uh, did comment on it.
1: Well, he didn't know. They asked him, like, what was in the bag. And well, anything. he didn't know. It was he, in, didn't really the, you know he didn't You
2: know, he didn't know what was so. in the bag. And obviously, they broke rules when they cut their wristbands off yes, and gave them to yes. people on the outside mm-hmm. of their bubble, as he said. Uh-huh. Which should. They should be, you know, obviously, in this time... Yeah, They have their bubble. They have their well, reasons. Did. They yeah. have everything. Yeah. You got to keep things And if strict. you break the rules, you know, I understand getting taken off a card, but when you just get dumped off the UFC, that's obviously
1: there is more to it than what was said. I agree. Uh, that's a good point. So, yeah, this card, this fight got elevated to the main card. It ended up being, you know, a fine fight. Uh, like I said, we caught, like, the ha- second half of it. So I actually went back and watched it. Uh, you know, Maradov looked pretty good. I thought Sanchez was fighting pretty well as well. I, you know, I keep saying as well on top of each other. I don't know why. Anyways, but Maradov ends up getting the third round KO. Uh, it, was, it was a nice KO too. Like uh, Sanchez did the chicken legs. You know when they like <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know when they get hit and then they like with Reyes, wasn't it yeah, Reyes? That they're did trying that? to move, but it's almost like they can't really move. They look like a, I yeah. call it the chicken legs, but they look like a newborn deer or something uh-huh. as well. He got he got smashed dude. Yeah, those are. <laughs> He's doing the crazy chicken dance and uh yeah, no, Murdoff looked good. He uh I, I've always like watching those like well, it's it's not Middle Eastern fighters, but it's like the region between the Middle East and Russia, like in there. Yeah. I like watching those fighters because they got a good style, man. They're they're fun to watch. Uh anything think, for your Sorry.
2: Oh. just on this uh fight here. Uh uh-huh. I think the only thing that turned out good about sanchez is his name
1: oh yeah is he a good name his name dirty sanchez dirty sanchez yeah pretty good uh (laughs) you know you don't see that many fighters your your girlfriend enjoyed that name No, yeah she thought that was funny that was really good uh yeah but he couldn't get it done man i mean no 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 couldn't get it done i think i think was this the
2: eight pack guy was this that fight was it it
1: the eight pack guy i don't remember if it was the eight pack guy might have been
2: Uh, we had this whole (laughs) thing about this guy with the eight packs and then the Girls that walk around with the round number. Yeah, it, it was, was it whole, was a whole
1: debate and everything.
2: And I think yeah.
1: we won. Just so you know. Yeah, I don't know if we won. That's hard to say. It hard was a say.
2: pretty good. You went hard on both of them.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. So that fight was good uh, from what we got to see. And I will say, you had Murdov third round sub wrong. I had Murdov unanimous decision wrong. But hey, we get one point. We we picked we picked Murdov. We take all the points. <laughs> Yeah, we'll t- we'll take uh, one of the points, I guess. Okay, so now we get into the fights that I was excited for. These top three fights, man, this is where it was at. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Jessica, I uh, Joanne Calderwood, Joanne, sorry, Joanne Calderwood.
0: I don't know why You were going with some foreign name. I was trying, to, <laughs> yeah, I was
1: trying to say uh, Joanna for some reason. Oh yeah, like uh, gotcha. the Polish lady. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No, sometimes, this is just Joanne. <laughs> sometimes you can't overthink these things. No. Uh, anyways, Jessica I and Calderwood, uh, this was a good fight, man. Uh, honestly, I could have seen I doing a little better than she did. I think she uh, she yep. did lose pretty decisively. Honestly, I thought she was going to do better though. Uh, honestly, Calderwood has now propelled herself back into title contention after this fight. I feel like I agree. Uh, do you think that she gets a title shot? I mean, uh, Dana commented after in the in the post fight conference press conference and he said that I, I don't know if someone asked him this or if he added it himself i feel like he might have added it himself anyways he he commented about how much he liked her performance and said that called her calderwood was right in back in the title mix um so let's look at the flyweight stand uh rankings real quick i'm looking at him moved up to second uh arujo who we also talked about moved up right behind her to seventh Where does Calderwood go here? I mean, I mean, I think Andrade is the next contender. Yes, but then again, then again, uh, Calderwood looked really good. It and she was going to be in contention for the title, and then she took this this fight against uh, Jennifer Maya, ended up losing. She kind of lost the momentum there and everything, but like, she was right there in title talk. I agree. Is there a legitimate say here? that she should be the next challenger mm, before no, Andraj.
2: No, I don't think so. Uh-huh. But I I maybe give her Maya again. I don't know. I, it's just hard to...
1: It's hard to say. I,
2: mm-hmm. It is hard. It's hard to pick. Like, it's you know, funny. they're moving up again, uh-huh. and it, it's just hard to pick because you got all these... Like, once you get in, like, the top six, seven, all these people are just so elite. I agree. Obviously, uh, Jeff Jenko's, you
1: know... I don't okay this might sound a little crazy but I do feel like one of the only people that I've really actually watched fight in this strawweight women's strawweight uh, flyweight division that could beat Shevchenko is potentially Calderwood. Like I just have not been impressed with anyone else. I know Ondrage is tough, Chikagian's pretty good. Everyone else in between Chikagian and Calderwood I I don't see being much of a contender. But honestly, yeah, I I or Nunes, I guess, too. But, like, Calderwood, I think she might be one of the better challenges for Shevchenko. But, I don't know. What do you think?
2: I agree with you. I like it. But I think, like you said, Andrade is probably the next in line.
1: Yeah, probably. For this. Probably. But, I don't know. Uh, So, you know what goes on with Jessica I here? I mean, she, it wasn't too long ago she was fighting for that belt. Uh, now she's back, you know, kind of down the list here and sh- maybe
2: maybe maybe you could give her uh you know oh i
1: a that could be a fight uh i was both I, off to well both have a loss <laughs> what about what about the younger shevchenko ah that's good be like a gateway fight a little bit that, little. I, I'd like yeah, that. Maybe, maybe. Anyways, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, the strawweight division. Why do I keep saying strawweight? The flyweight division's tough to say right now. Mm-hmm. To Shevchenko's so dominant that it kind of, in some ways, it just doesn't matter who fights behind her because <laughs> she's just going to beat it, everyone. It's kind
2: of like a B. He's just up there, and then you got everyone
1: trying to get up. Yeah. And you got some competitive fighters with each other. Yeah. But then they fight Shevchenko, and it's just like. Well, this isn't much of a fight. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Okay, so let's move on to this Dan Hooker-Michael Chandler fight. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I wanted I wanted Dan Hooker. To, I'll just be honest. I wanted Dan Hooker to knock him out in the first round. Uh, I think we both actually said this. Yeah, uh, we, yeah did. We, we did. We both picked it, so that didn't happen. Chandler ends up coming out, knocking Hooker out. Hooker looked like he didn't know what he was even doing in the ring. Like in the octagon, he literally did not look from like he fought. From his fight
2: with Poirier so to this weird. one, it was like he was a newborn child.
1: It was, I agree. And
2: uh, um, you know, obviously, you well, were pissed off about it, and I was expecting I was something mean. You know, it was Dan it was Hooker, Michael. It, um, it was Chandler's debut. Yes, it was. And I was expecting Hooker just to give him an ass whoop. Well, Hooker, just be like, hey. Everybody loves a, you, and here yeah.
1: I am. Let's go. Oh, the hype around Chandler—it almost made me sick, man. I agree. And, then, and they're still doing. Oh, we can't. I mean, do look, look—you're gonna get a biased opinion on this show. We'll be upfront about it. We are fans. We're not analysts. We're not here to feed you the line that we're told to feed you. I don't like Michael Chandler. Okay, I've been honest with you about Wonder Boy. I don't like Wonder Boy. Michael Chandler—he fought well. Uh, I feel like he got a little lucky against Dan Hooker. Whatever Dan Hooker was doing, he didn't look like maybe himself. Maybe he was on marijuana. No, I don't. I, know. I don't know. Uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, go with it. Yeah, but Hooker just didn't look good. We both were cheering for him, and we're both a little salty about it. But you know, because
2: what he did to Poirier,
1: honestly, the way exactly the way he fought with Poirier, that fight went five rounds, and it was so good. I was like, how in the crap did Michael Chandler just knock out? Hooker. It was literally the first shot he threw at tough. his head. Yeah. It was the first shot he threw at his head, and he went down. And I was like, whoa. I just remember looking Like, he, even Poirier didn't uh, even
2: knock out Hooker. It no. went
1: full five rounds. Yeah. And it, it was impressive. Like, I don't know how.
2: I He's don't know. tough.
1: That dude's tough. So, personally, another thing about Chandler. I don't even know where the power come from on that punch. I was talking to you about this. I, mm-hmm. I remember. So, he stepped... And he punched with it like his right, right? And he kind of stumbled it? right. It was like a body shot. He kind of stumbled, it looked like. And then he'd come over with like a big left hand like over the top, and it, he wasn't really looking, and he just somehow connected like perfectly and hit him. and I was like, so what just I, happened?" Well, that was crazy. It, it was crazy. Like, okay, I was kudos, a little pissed off.: Kudos. Chandler, that was a good knockout. But what's pissing me off the most is what we're about to talk about next. Uh, after you make this comment. Uh-huh. I I
2: honestly think, because he was, he was about, uh, the Hooker was just about to the fence. He was, you know, he nowhere for else for him to go. It's like he was so running away. It was, it was. It's so weird. So I think he was, you know, he was going towards the fence, and mm-hmm. he, he had to go back to his, uh, honestly, his right, because the fence was there. He was coming to the corner, so he had to go this way. And I think yeah. Chandler knew where he had to go and once he threw the body shot, he just came around with the left hand, and there's nothing. There's nothing between him. There's no space. He was just there. I think well, he just caught him right. You, you know, it, it takes one. Mm, that's all yeah. it takes.
1: I will say Chandler's pressing was good. Uh, he obviously was at the height and the reach disadvantage, but he made up for it in his ability to get in his face. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think Hooker was uh-huh. scared of his wrestling. I, that's what I was just going to say. I, I think just, Hooker was afraid to get taken down. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But the way that Dan Hooker fights – He can't be that way, man, because that's not comfortable to him. The way he pushed Poirier and that fight was so good. The way he uh, fought Felder was really good. Like, it almost looked like a a completely different guy was in the octagon. So,
2: I mean, maybe he was scared of all that hype. Maybe they got to him. You never know.
1: Yeah. He could have been nervous. You never know ride. what's
2: going on in the head, honestly.
1: Uh, okay, but this is what is making me mad, and I know it's making you mad as well. So let's talk about it. Chandler gets this win, like you said, is his USC debut. He, former Bellator champion, yada yada yada. You know, he got he's got the credentials for sure. Uh, but now all of a sudden, Michael Chandler is our next title contender. Like he his next fight's gonna be for the belt. Well, what what's what's that?
2: Bogus is what it is. Yeah. Because, you know, he beats Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker's sixth, I think he was. He was. He was. He was sixth. And obviously, you know, Dan Hooker's good. But he's coming off a loss to Poirier, obviously. Yes. But I don't... There's no reason he deserves a title fight. He's not... He hasn't fought these other well crazy good this dudes. Is,
1: this is what kills me. Hooker's a good fighter. Yeah. Yes. He is not Ferguson... He's not McGregor. He's not Poirier. He's not Gaethje. He's not Cahill. No. Like, well, Hooker is a good fighter. There's a different level, right?
2: And he, I think he's Those just guys, below yeah,
1: that level. I agree. That That's what I'm saying though, right? Like Chandler fought someone that was below the level of superstars. Of title Of the best contention. of the best. Yeah. Uh, and now we're just going to throw him in with potentially Poirier for a belt?
2: No. Come on, guys. Like, Even Poirier in his post interview, uh, Post-fight interview, he was like, "I'm not interested in that."
1: Plus, Chandler is propped up as this guy that's like the new shiny toy and everything, and I think it pisses off Poirier because he been, just worked. He's been grinding yeah. for how many years to get to this point, and now Chandler's just going to show up and like, oh, "Okay, well, I'm just going to take the belt now." Like, yeah, <laughs> pretty weird. Pretty like, weird. Like, there's there's few people on that lightweight
2: list uh-huh. that you can say he hasn't beat. Yeah, like Oliveira, like he's come up. Plus, he's beat Holloway. From nowhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, whatever. It, it, oh, the, the simple fact of the matter is, if Kahib isn't coming back, Dustin should have that belt on right now. He should. So, and if he, um, if they
2: aren't, like obviously, I doubt they're just like here you go. Yeah, he, he's gonna have to fight for it, but <laughs> not Chandler. I agree. That's that's bottom line. Well,
1: okay, so uh, I want to put this to you real quick. So the news come out like the week before. You know, cuz this is kind of this it, this is kind of old news, but like Charles Oliveira was offered the fight against Michael Chandler before Dan Hooker, and Oliveira pretty much said, you know, he didn't he didn't think he could make the weight in time. That's what he said. I have a different opinion. I think that I think he didn't want to fight Michael Chandler. I think he wants a belt fight. Oliveira wants a belt fight. Um so he's going to hold out for one. But like that does that hurt Oliveira's chances at getting a belt by saying by turning down that fight?
2: I don't think this, well, for how much the UFC is praising this man, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't, it shouldn't, you you shouldn't be penalized for not wanting to fight somebody that wasn't even a question a week ago.
1: Yeah, no, I know. And so they, they asked Dana in the post-fight press conference about this. And so they, they asked him, you know, if he didn't come back and fight, do you think that Chandler and Poirier would be, a title fight and he and he said yes so it could happen and then they asked him you know what's Olivera how does Olivera factor in here uh, into this lightweight division and he's like that's a good question and that's all he said like he almost seemed a little annoyed by the question because I think Olivera might have not dug himself a good hole here with Dana by turning down this fight I mean you can't piss off your bosses
2: you know I don't know it's it's so hard. The, it's it's, hard, to it's say. hard to yeah. Well,
1: this is what makes me the most annoyed out of out of anything. It's the fact that Chandler is getting all this hype and praise and everything, and everyone's like, "Oh, let's give him the belt." Oliveira just beat the ever living crap out of Ferguson, and that he's like, on that level. Beat him, beat him. This up. this goes back to level, and thing, then you know what I'm saying? Justin Gaethje, he he just he just come off a freaking title defeat to. Keeb, he just fought for the belt. He's so. Are you telling me that we're just gonna skip Oliveira and Gaethje? If you want my opinion, it should be Gaethje and Chandler, and Poirier and Oliveira. Winner, go for the belt. So, and I know we said, oh, do the winner of McGregor and Poirier, and then the winner of Oliveira and Gaethje for the belt. But I still think Michael, that's a better decision. But Michael Chandler's entered into this equation. Like, we can't ignore him. He is now in the equation. But He shouldn't
2: be, but he is. Okay,
1: fair enough. So you still want to go with the original plan? You would still say Justin Gaethje, Oliveira, the winner fights Poirier for the belt, Michael Chandler next? Sure. Michael Chandler fights Conor? To- or Tony. Or Tony. Let,
2: let Tony submit him. I don't... It's just... Give well, the okay. wrestler somebody that can wrestle or something. So look, look, look.
1: I want to see, before I make too much of a decision on Chandler, I want to see him fight again. Well, that's, J- I think
2: that's what pisses us both off. You, yeah. You saw him knock out Dan Hooker. Obviously, I'm not saying he's bad. Obviously, he's a good fighter. He was a former Bellator champion. But, you know, you catch someone right, and they go down. You're, it's over. That's, that's it. Well, He caught him it, right.
1: It was 230 into it when he when he got the KO. So let's see him step into the cage with Justin Gaethje, and do that to Gaethje. Because we've established Hooker is a tier below guys like Gaethje, guys like Poirier, McGregor, Ferguson, right? Let's see him do Even that Olivera. to Oliveira. Don't forget Oliveira. Sure, 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 He's in there now. You can't... After his win out. over Ferguson, he's, he's, in there. he's entered the picture. Oh, yeah. Kind of like Chandler has, right? Like, they're both kind of in between. Well... One and I, two, right?
2: I, well, I think Oliveira's... I think he's worked his way. Mm-hmm. If okay. you can do that to somebody at that elite tier, you okay. know, I think you're in it. I, fair I enough, fair but enough. But he, you know, like we said, Chandler beat below the tier. If
1: Hooker would have beat Poirier, he would have been in tier one. And he would have been fighting McGregor. Uh-huh. So let's see Michael Chandler get in there with a dog like Gaethje. The dude's, the dude's crazy. Like Gaethje, he's a wrestler. He's a striker. He can do it all. He can submit you. He can knock your lights out. And supposedly, so can Chandler. We didn't get to see his wrestling in this fight, but Chandler can do the same. Let's see that fight go down, and then let's make. Then let's talk about uh, Michael Chandler, man. I mean, he didn't take any damage in that Hooker fight. Do it in like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, uh, three weeks. I was like, like let's go, Reno." <laughs> do it within the next couple months. Yeah, within the next three months.
2: I think it'd be a good fight for him. So, i want to watch gt
1: look i can't i can't be like i can't jump on the train after one fight no
2: i can't either maybe maybe i'll become a huge fan they maybe
1: all, yeah maybe i'll love
2: him as much as i do mcgregor before holloway
1: before we really got into ufc or before i really got in the ufc i always viewed mcgregor as kind of like a, a douche <laughs> any and he still kind of is but like I, my opinion of him since watching him more and you know being around the sport more has changed. So, so like, I mean, hey, but he got the maybe, first round.
2: Maybe maybe it pisses me off because he, maybe he is competing McGregor for the face of the UFC. That's kind of bullshit because he <laughs> he's not the face of the UFC. I'll tell you that. But uh, th- this kind of this, it's not the same. But it is. It's kind of like Dana saying Buckley is someone to watch. Someone that's gonna be amazing
1: let's after see after a knockout yeah. like once you give him more. one knockout <laughs> yeah let's see some more of what buckley has to offer and then buckley we'll has
2: buckley got knocked out by kevin holland he got knocked out by this um uh, mm-hmm. italian guy mm. like it, it wasn't someone i know watched. i know
1: i agree what we're getting at is let's see chandler fight some more man i for uh, one fight and then the second fight you're you're going for the belt. Mm, I can't get behind it. Can't get behind it. Me neither. All right. So <laughs>
2: Oh. Before we leave the subject. Of course. Yeah. Chandler said that basically he's the greatest that ever walked this earth. Uh, okay. Yes. He you know, he has he leaves gold footprints behind him and stuff. But uh he said that there's no doubt he could beat Habib. No doubt in his mind. If he come back to for that 30-0, he wouldn't be 30-0. You know, he would be 29
1: and blah, blah,
2: Chandler. Blah,
0: blah, blah. Blah, That's blah. That's what I'm saying. Look, they, look,
1: look. I am not a Kahib fan, <laughs> but that man... No. No one's going to beat that man. Sorry. I, I, he He's not going to lose. So it'd take a lot to beat a guy like Nurmagomedov. So, all right. Uh... Oh yeah, so something I also did miss. So we'll stay on this Hooker Chandler subject. It, what was with Hooker taking off the gloves and then leaving them in the oh, octagon? Yeah. That was weird. You know, if I
2: was him, and that was me, <laughs> and knowing that I'm a dog and can fight, yeah, I would probably throw my gloves in there too and be like, I'm quitting. Cause you know he was mad. I, I kind of have. I, I would probably have the same mentality. I did this back, you know, when I did sports. I had a horrible experience at a track meet, and I, I quit track the next day. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I don't know. I it, remember. Maybe he was like that. Maybe he was Maybe he was like, I want to be done. Good thing he didn't say anything because yeah. that would be – obviously, he's under contract, but yeah. that would be a horrible, horrible decision.
1: Yeah. Guess we'll have to see. Uh, I, I do expect Hooker will come back better than ever. So, we'll have to see. I, I do like Hooker, man. I do. So. He's, he's a good fighter? All right. Uh, right. Let's get to it now, man. I mean, McGregor, Poirier. You had, uh, we'll get to the picks first. You had McGregor, first round KO. Yeah, could have happened. That would have been my second. It almost did happen according to Poirier. It almost, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, That could have happened. That was my second choice. I had Poirier in a decision. So, yeah, I'll say I won. I'll say I won. Um, And for your information, I did win the overall picks here on the points. So, whoop, whoop, by one point. Poirier won me the the picks. (laughs) Yeah, man, let's go Poirier. All right, so Poirier knocks out McGregor. Uh, It was all over. I mean, I've not seen this much stuff posted on social media about the UFC since McGregor fought last year. So uh, Dustin gets a KO, his seventh KO in the lightweight division, ties him for most all-time in the division. Uh, He now has... 1,491 significant strikes in his career. That ranks sixth amongst active fighters. Uh, a big feather in the cap for Poirier here. He's beat everyone uh, except, you know, Kahib. like you were saying earlier. They're, they're tied at one. There's talk to go three. Uh, fairly soon, maybe even for the belt.
2: And Poirier was more than happy to do it. He's like, I don't see. Yeah, he could. You know, there's other people sure he'd fight, but he was he was well, more than happy to do it. Dustin, he wasn't like, "Oh, do I to." Dustin essentially
1: said that him and McGregor are the best behind Kibby, so he felt like if if Nurmagomedov's done, that's a belt. We're fight. the best, yeah. and he just beat him, so he thinks he should have the belt right now. Anyways, but let's let's talk about the fight to begin with and then we'll talk about what's next for each guy. <laughs> McGregor uh looked pretty good in the first round, right? Like he was he he, did. he got up from the takedown pretty easy I thought. They worked in the clinch. Uh And he he looked like he you know, he he was on the fence a
2: little, but he looked like he was working cool. in pretty
1: good. And a big thing was that McGregor was on the outside of uh yeah, he was on the inside of the octagon, right? He had Poirier against the fence. Whether they were in the standup or probably the clinch, right where he wanted most of the most of the fight, so he was controlling things. It felt like the first round was really close. I think me and you were talking. I mean, we were all talking. We were we were going crazy watching this thing. Mm-hmm. It was a great first round. All of us were like, I don't know who won the first round. You said McGregor. I said Poirier. Uh, most people had it Poirier uh, McGregor. I think because it's McGregor. Yeah. But it was a really close, really good first round, and. The leg kicks seem to be taking effect. You talked about that. In between rounds, you were like, "His leg don't When look- he was
2: sitting down, yeah. you could see it.
1: You're like, "His leg doesn't look right." And I'm like, "I know there's some redness on there." But McGregor landed some really nice shots in that first round. There was one that that wobbled uh Poirier, he said. He said he got hit with it and he thought he was going down. And then they got out of the first round. So He
2: well, he said if he would have taken another hit, yeah, from his left, he would have been Yeah,
1: so, I mean, McGregor was fighting really well. Now, we start the second round. It's still going pretty well. Uh, It's still a really competitive fight. But then it seemed like the leg kicks over time. Money in the bank, right? Like, you're just accumulating credit on those leg kicks. And the next thing you know, like, McGregor's whole fight just went downhill in that second round. Like, a, Once he, a minute and a half so in. He was he was uh, on the
2: inside, like you said. He was pushing him up against Fest and yes. some, somehow. And he's he sway switched.
1: By the way, he's still landing good shots at this point uh-huh. on Poirier. Like McGregor's still probably winning the fight at this point. But it just seemed like I had a weird feeling like Poirier's about to do something, right?
2: As soon as he got switched around and mm-hmm. got pressured a little, he, uh-huh. that that I think it all just hit him.
1: So that was the turning point in the fight, right? Like I don't even know how it happened, but somehow McGregor got up against the fence. Poirier's on the uh, on the inside of the octagon now. He's suddenly controlling. He lands up a couple of good punches. He gets McGregor backing up, and you could tell the leg g- gave away, right? Uh, but what what a lot of people weren't talking about that I noticed is McGregor like kind of ducked. He was he was either moving or, Into he, it. or he was coming in so, for an up, uh, uh, uppercut or something. It looked like well, and Poirier's right hook come on and just hit him square in the face and put him down. Well, yeah,
2: that—that's like, what ended the fight. That was the it.
1: leg. The leg factored in, but the biggest thing to me was that shot when McGregor like ducked.
2: So what he was doing, he was—he was okay. Like he wasn't okay, but he was okay till he—he he, his back hit the uh-huh. fence. Yeah, and at that point he was, you know, if you watch boxing ever, they—they're pretty good at ducking and dipping. Yeah, like they're swinging it hard, as hard as you as I can at you, and you're just—that's kind of what he's doing. He—he yeah. he was. I think he got out of a couple of huge shots with doing that. And then he kind of started to move along the fence and he tried to do the as, same thing, but that he kind of As come, soon as, he started to move,
1: as soon as he started to move over to his right, he was screwed. Uh huh. Because the leg was given out and Poirier pressure, Like Poirier wasn't pressuring much of the first round. And then he was sensing that McGregor was hurt, I think. And he just started going in on him. Oh, yeah. And when. <laughs> let's face it, when Pori has made the decision that he's going to go on in on you, he's going. You're screwed. <laughs> all it throughout his All throughout his career, that's what he does. Uh, I mean, a lot of people have chalked it up to the leg kicks. I feel like there was more than just the leg kicks. As soon as, now I don't know if you remember this because uh, I think you were pretty stunned at the end of that fight. As soon as they turned and Pori was on the outside and McGregor was up against the fence, it was over. I knew it was over. I was like, I was like, get him, get him. (laughs) I was like, it's over. And you're like, no, no, he's doing fine. And I'm like, it's over. He wasn't doing fine. And he hit him with a couple good shots. He started moving.
2: Until he was done. When he was was on the fence and still like Uh dodging the the punches, I was like, maybe he's going to get out of it. But as soon as he moved, it was like,
1: oh. So as soon as McGregor lost the ability to control the fight with that hurt leg, it was done. As soon as he stopped being able to dictate the tempo, Poirier just took him out. And I wouldn't necessarily say McGregor lost the fight. Uh, Poirier won the fight. I mean, he did. So, yeah. McGregor fought well in the first round. And even partial in the second. Yeah. For most of the second round that we did see, he was fighting pretty good. Even with the hurt legs. And and I was like, I think, you know, Poirier could be kind of in trouble here. But after about a minute, it looked pretty apparent that Poirier was a was just those leg kicks just helped him so much. Yeah. So
2: that's well, even after got, the fight, oh, he got the pressure. When he was laying on the ground, when McGregor was laying on the ground, all he was saying was like my calf, my calf, like well, my leg, you could see my leg, he was in a, his lot whole pain. leg. Like you could see, it was just like, you know, he has this muscle and this bone and then mm-hmm. it was just sw- so right.
1: swollen. I was like, Oh my, it hurts to look I mean, at. And he did. He, he admitted it. He's like, I lost the fight. He beat me. Uh, you know, sometimes it's not he he like he said, it's it's not your day every day, so you know, wasn't my day. Uh but honestly he was really humble he and was. I was very impressed with how he handled it. I was really impressed with how they both handled it, honestly. Like Porey wasn't cocky about it. He was just happy. Like he, he was just was happy good. to win and it was overall it was a good fight, even though it didn't last super long very long. It was a good fight. That's what pisses some people off. That too. first round was fantastic though, man. Oh yeah. Like it was so close that I really didn't know who won. The shoulders—they were both hitting each other with those shoulder hits. I mean, McGregor's were better, but and it was funny—you could see him talking to each other oh, in the yeah. clinch. It was a good fight, man, and I feel like Poirier deserved the win. So,
2: I think it was funny he pulled out those shoulders again.
1: Yeah. Well, he he he's done them like every time. Yeah. That they were in that clinch, he kept trying to hit him. Well, uh, when
2: you, yeah. when you can hit that hard with your shoulder just that close, mm. I mean, I would too.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. So obviously, you know, it was a fight we both enjoyed, and we, I think we both can agree, even though you probably don't want to. Pori won the fight, and on why the would night, I disagree with that? On the <laughs> night he was the better fighter. Oh but yeah, that's no, that can change on any given night. So let's talk about what's next. Um, let's talk about McGregor to start off with. Because usually on my podcast, I like talking about the loser a little more than the winner first. Um, so he got... There was some mention of Kahib after, you know, tweeted at him, said, this is what you do when you change all your stuff. Uh, he didn't change anything, number one. Like, no. he had the same coaches. He just went Everything. to a different gym yeah. in Portugal. So whatever. Uh, I don't think that fight's going to happen. Kahib is done. And uh, Also worth mentioning about Kahib and this weight division as we talk a little bit about it. Dana practically said, Kahib told him, you know, I'm head and shoulders above all these guys. I beat them all. There's nothing left for me to prove. Uh, he's not coming back. And we've said that he's not coming back. Like we all need to accept that. Even to that. get
2: the 30, you know, there's there. he If he thinks he's that good, there's no point. There's is, no reason he, for him. He is that good. Well, I agree. Yeah. Well, Michael Chandler would beat him. He'd be 29 in Chandler. Yeah.
1: Okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, so like McGregor, there's talk about a trilogy fight with Poirier. Potentially for the belt too, uh, the Diaz trilogy. Uh, pff, I mean, that's really like what seems to be a lot on a lot of people's minds. But do you want to see something else, or what do you want to see from McGregor next? You know, I I was honestly I was thinking about having him and uh, Tony fight, but I don't know about that either. I don't know about that. I
2: I you know Diaz would be a good one, but even a Poirier like. Even Poirier said it. Even after he beat him, mm-hmm. he still said, "You know, well, they're we're at the one, two man. best fighters. They're one at
1: on one. They're at one." So, I feel like we're gonna get that fight eventually. Yeah. I just don't know if it's the next fight. I mean, it's really hard to say because Chandler's in the equation. Gaethje and Oliveira are still there. I mean, there's a lot left to sort out. I know Ferguson's reeling lately from a bunch of losses, but like he's he's they're, still ranked. Yeah, he's still got you can't something to count say. Count out Tony. Oh, I Tony. Don't know, uh, honestly, what I would want, this is just me, if it was up to me, I would say put McGregor-Chandler as the next fight for McGregor, but I don't think that's going to happen either. So
2: You know, if I was McGregor, obviously you want probably Dustin, even Diaz, even though he's not even, like, ranked or anything. <laughs> I
1: think if I'm McGregor, I tell the UFC I want Poirier 3 for the belt. For the vacant, lightweight title.
2: And I honestly don't even see what's wrong with that.
1: No, I don't either.
2: I, I, even being uh, a... You know, if I wasn't a McGregor fan, I think it's still... They're 1-1.
1: One, one. It's still... I agree. I don't know. It's hard to say, though, with with Oliveira. To me... Chan- well, it sounds
2: like he's not good. To me,
1: it's Gaethje <laughs> and Chandler are kind of like back here a little. And then is there. And then McGregor and Poirier are up there as well. And it just kind of seems like it wouldn't be fair to... Oliveira, but I—it's hard to say because does he deserve the fight? I don't know. I don't know if he deserves a
2: belt, mm-hmm. but he—he's obviously up there. He's in that top well, tier. He's in.
1: And we've been consistent about this, right? Me and you have both said since he beat Ferguson that he needs one more. Yeah. So
2: if you're d- making does. people like Whitaker and you know others like that. Take one more. Covington won't take one more.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, you can't just give someone, like, Oliveira. It's the same with Chandler, but whatever.
2: Uh, Okay, so. And his case is worse because it's not one more. It's like, you need four more or
1: something. Honestly, what I do see happening for McGregor next is Diaz. Like, I think that happens. I hope
2: they give him Poirier. That'd be the sweet Mm -hmm. end to a trilogy for the belt.
1: No, I, I agree. I agree. I just think that Poirier's probably going to get someone else, and the belt's going to belt fight's going to be somewhere else, and you do Diaz and McGregor because it draws in a lot of money. But at the same time, so would well, Poirier and McGregor. Honestly, it
2: sounds like Diaz is going to fight Gaethje. So. No, they're all over the place. They're all over the place. Everybody's everywhere. Uh, we don't know what's happening. We're just guessing. The
1: lightweight division's all messed up, man. Like, there's just guys everywhere. Uh, okay, so what what's next for Poirier? Uh, about, about fight, of course. I mean, even if Kahib does come back, Poirier should be the guy that fights him next. Uh, I think. But Gaethje said that he wants to fight Poirier again, and he wants to get revenge, essentially, because uh, I think Poirier knocked him out the first time they fought. Oliveira called him out uh, and and was like, you know, UFC, let's make this fight between me and Poirier, uh, Poirier happen. Winner takes all and becomes the king of the lightweights. And, and Dustin pretty much said uh, no, because he responded, crown me now. So that's a no, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not fighting you. I'm the king. Yeah, So I, he doesn't want it. Oh, I mean, is the simple answer here just that Poirier gets McGregor next, and we see three, and... Poirier has a. I mean, I'm not gonna say he wins the belt because I don't know who the who would win another fight against him. Uh, Does that seem likely for Poirier? McGregor three. I mean, in a perfect world,
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, like I said, that'd be a a perfect end to a trilogy. That'd be a perfect intro to a new belt. That'd
1: be a the money too.
2: Obviously, the money's there. You you get McGregor even. Even if he loses, I you're going to get money. Like, mm-hmm. even after a loss, you're, he's still going to get money.
1: Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, okay. So, for the money part, for the show part, like, if the UFC wants to have a, a show, do Poirier McGregor for the belt. If you actually want to do it by, like, you know, competition or, like, guys that deserve fights or whatever, uh, however you want to phrase this, it should be in my opinion, Poirier versus Oliveira, Gaethje versus Chandler, winners of those two fights, fight for the vacant belt in the lightweight division. That's how it should be, I think. I don't think that's what we'll get, though. Probably not. No, I mean, so, no. Uh, My money for Poirier next would either be Oliveira or McGregor. Maybe Chandler. I mean, I hope not, but I hope maybe not Chandler.
2: I, I, I honestly think if... Uh, they offer Poirier that fight, he's going to say no. No way, no how. I'd say no. I ain't doing it.
1: (laughs) I'd say no, too. Like, I don't know. He just doesn't deserve that fight. But, hey, whatever. I agree. I agree. All right. So our final standings, me 12, you 11. Thanks, Poirier, for winning me the, uh, well, the bet, I guess you could say, even though we didn't put any money down on it. All right, Kaysen, Uh we got an off week coming up next week. We'll cover more stuff. We wait, got...
2: wait, 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 wait.
1: Wait, I'm waiting.
2: So I'm on the Poirier McGregor here still. Oh, Me and you okay. went back you know, back and forth, don't know who won the first round. No clue. It was. It was tight. I, yes. No, I thought McGregor won. I'm looking at the official scorecards here on UFC. First round, all three judges, 10-9 McGregor. That's fair enough. I mean, it was so close; you could have it was could have went either way. It was, but still, uh, that if, just shows you how the fight was going. You know if I, mean?
1: I was a judge, I probably would have scored it for Poirier, but that could be a little biased opinion too. So, uh, I don't know. I mean,
2: but that yeah. just you know that answers our question kind of of what was happening, what was going on. Obviously, he lost, like you said. There's no doubt mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. But well, he ob- wasn't obviously. doing. He wasn't as... He was calm he before. Like It was yeah. weird. I just... I was so... That's why I was I was just worried. I was like, what is
1: happening? So, here you go. The big thing in that first round was probably... Well, no. Poirier won the significant strikes. And he got a takedown. I, I, which McGregor did get right back up from. But, I don't know. Uh, watching that first round and then looking at these stats, I still probably would have said Poirier in the first round. But, that's just me. All right. Are you good with UFC 257 card? Anything else? Nope, I'm good. You ended
2: a little early, sorry. No. You know, I was was scrambling on here trying to find it. I I Uh clicked like 50
1: different websites, (laughs) but I finally found it. I forgot to ask you. Sorry, my bad. Um, All right, so, yeah, we got an off week coming up that we'll talk about some random stuff that we've missed or maybe just kind of like talk matchmaking stuff that we want to see. Obviously, their Whitaker-Costa fight is on, baby. Um, we're about it we're about it i'm about it i'm not necessarily i don't i don't like that the fight's happening but i'm about it i can't Whitaker, wait to see man.
2: costa just get bang
1: yeah yeah me too i think whitaker's uh gonna have a good time here in this fight so yeah we'll talk more about some upcoming fights on the schedule obviously we got Overheem and volkov coming up soon uh Dude, USC 258, 59, and sixty are going to be crazy. Huge! there are so many belts on the line coming up. It's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, so like we said before, uh-huh.
2: this might be where one of the belts is lost.
1: There's going to be a a belt or two lost this year coming up. Yeah, in the next three months, there could be a switch of maybe two or three belts. Maybe, maybe, hopefully, well, all maybe, of them. Screw it. Maybe <laughs> just one for sure, but maybe all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you N- never know. Nunez, Nunez. Yeah, we don't want that one to have mm. it. Mm. I'll be interested. All <laughs> right, guys. Uh, yeah, so this show was a little longer. So thanks for sticking around with us and hanging out. Obviously, you know, thanks for bearing with us as we took that off week and have recapped all of Fight Island. Hopefully, we'll be going back to Fight Island soon. Uh, uh, it's a it's a fun venue for sure. It is. Um, one day we're gonna fly there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Any final thoughts, Kason, before we get out of here?
2: I'm excited for what's to come. It was a oh, huge yeah. start to the year. It was great. It, w- it was great. It was
1: a good three fight cards to open up the year after the the nice break.
2: If if that doesn't get people's attention to want to watch it, like uh-huh. obviously, sure for them, uh-huh. it it gets them I money. Mean,
1: but you yeah. can't not love this stuff. A, a fight on uh, a fight card on ABC. Yeah, a big pay per view, some great middle of the week fights. McGregor and Poirier, it was awesome. Uh, like it, it's supposedly, even- Michael Chandler's the next best thing. So, like, if you're not excited. Like, sure, we I wanted
2: the edwards Chamayev for that one fight for the Wednesday middle oh, of the week. I wish we would have yeah, had me that. Me too, me too. But still, you got Kiesa or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. and the, you, you got a good fight. They're, they they yeah. were pretty top ranked. They're in the rankings. They're yeah. up there. No, it wasn't it, it just was. a blah.
1: It was a good fight. There was there was lots of good fights everywhere, uh, except for on the 57 prelims, 257 prelims. Those weren't great. <laughs> um, all right, uh, that's all we got. We'll be back next week. We'll get back to our normal schedule if Cason shows up.
2: I will. I will. And good. you guys are going to hear a new intro.
1: Oh, yes. New intro. New intro. Should be fun. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. It's kind of funny, but, you know, we like having fun around here. <laughs> so, uh, hope you guys have a good rest of your day. This has been Electric Sports Talk. Peace out.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Electric Sports Talk. Tune in next time as Ty, Crystal, and guests break down all things sports here on Electric Sports Talk. Our topics include all things soccer, football, basketball, mixed martial arts, motorsports, baseball, golf, hockey, Olympic, and world sports. If you like what we're doing here at Electric Sports Talk, get in touch with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or email us at electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in.